Hey friends, I'm interrupting the beginning of my own podcast episode to invite you all to join the waitlist for Instructor Magic. Instructor Magic is my signature six-week online coaching program that helps fitness professionals level up, fill classes, and change lives. Inside of this cohort, I help you level up in the areas of musicality, marketing, motivation, coaching, voice and presence, and mindset. I bring in internationally renowned instructors for master classes, including voice coaching, choreography, coaching itself, I mean, and everywhere in between. With over 45 video lessons, you get a comprehensive and holistic perspective on how you can invest in yourself as an instructor and continue your professional development beyond a certification. Our next cohort starts in 2022, and I'm proud to say that I've helped more than 100 fitness professionals level up and get to waitlisted classes. I have some amazing testimonials I'd like to share, but first hop on that waitlist. You get a special one-time bonus that's not offered anywhere else, including an invitation to join my free masterclass. Head to hannahrosepin.com and you'll see the waitlist link right at the top. Now let's get into our episode. so excited for today's episode. Today, we have the amazing Christina Giroux, who is the CEO and Chief Motivation Officer of Power and Flow. Power and Flow is an amazing indoor cycling studio in Scottsdale, Arizona, where I was just visiting for this unreal event that Christina put on, dreamt up, manifested, pulled together all of the things with ARMY and the incomparable Angela Manuel Davis. Today's conversation was the manifestation of my dream of interviewing Christina after admiring her from afar for the better part of a year. I am a subscriber to the Power and Flow virtual ride platform and have gotten to know a lot of her coaches. And I say coaches intentionally because she makes the distinction between instructors and coaches really intentionally for her studio virtually. I've been riding with Avery and Faith. I've gotten to know Morgan And even one of her aspiring instructors took Instructor Magic, my six-week course, in the first round. I got to meet her and all of these other coaches and their broader community in what was an opportunity of a lifetime, or so it felt. I saw that Christine was putting together this event, which we speak about in our discussion, by bringing in Angela for a two-day ride event that was a collaboration and in an industry where community over competition, you know, is really nice to hear, but isn't always the case. I can say that as somebody who was there, this was the true partnership and collaboration that I think that we think of when we say that. Now I'm going to take a pause for a second before I get into the conversation with Christina, because I wanted to talk about the actual trip itself And some of the questions I was getting asked before I went and while I was there, number one, my Airbnb, yes, it was really sweet. And yes, it was an investment. I was looking at this trip as a business trip. I was taking the approach and the perspective that this was an investment in my business. This was an investment in my coaching business for instructors that I wanted to deepen relationships, that I wanted to get a lot of great content and that I wanted to learn and be a student amongst excellence. 
It's something I teach my program to align yourself with excellence, to continuously be a student. And Christina is a great example of somebody who's already reached greatness, but is also a perpetual student, a lifelong student. So I took the approach that I wanted to not only stay in a beautiful place that was going to make me excited to be somewhere solo, but also that I was going to get some great content at. I filmed probably close to 10 reels at the Airbnb and I prefer to stay at Airbnbs too. So from a business perspective, I knew that I was going to get great content from a personal perspective. I knew that I could maybe feel lonely at some parts of the trip and that I'd want to have a really beautiful place that was exciting and inspiring to stay in. Now, not every person loves staying or even places a high importance on staying in great hotels or Airbnbs. You might be a person who values dinners out or shows or shopping or excursions or anything like that. I really love to have where I stay feel comfortable, um, feel inviting and feel like I can still maintain some of my routine, part of which is cooking, making my own meals and not eating out because it's not as important to me when I'm traveling alone. Um, I'm definitely not an awkward person and I love, I am very independent, but you can only do so many dinners by yourself where you feel like you're just tired of kind of getting watched and like, did somebody stand her up type of question. The, so for me, the first thing I do when I'm booking a trip is make a priority, a list of priorities of what is most important. For me, it wasn't going to be having a fancy car to drive around in. I did have a car or doing a lot of excursions or doing a lot of dinners or doing any shopping really besides the merch that I got at Power and Flow. But the Airbnb was going to be something that I wanted to have. And it had a pool and guys, it was snowing and it was so cold when I left Winnipeg. So it was definitely worth it. So make a list of priorities. Secondly, make a list of things that you're going to be doing every single day. This is really important if you're traveling solo. If you want to have a day for just relaxing and doing a spa type of day or whatever that looks like to you, do that, but schedule it in. I think for me, as somebody who has experienced anxiety and can feel overwhelmed sometimes, having too open-ended of a calendar is actually not a great thing. I feel overwhelmed by having to make decisions that day, and I'd rather have some something things scheduled in just to give me some like framework of what I need to be doing. And, you know, a few different things to anchor me back into a sense of purpose for that day. So I had rides scheduled every single day. I actually had a photo shoot that was at this, these beautiful botanical gardens. Um, I knew, as I said, at the earlier in this episode, I wanted to get content and there was an Airbnb experience that was like $75 to hire this photographer and meet her in these botanical gardens and like walk through them and then also get your admission. And I just thought, why not? You know, even if I get a few photos, I haven't got them all yet, but the ones that she showed me, I was so excited and happy with. And then I had an excuse to like look nice and actually go out for dinner afterwards, which I did. That was one of the nights I did go for dinner. Um, I would also say that you don't need to do everything. There's going to be some things that you, when you go to a, a new place, people are like, you have to go to this restaurant. You have to do this thing. You have to go to the Grand Canyon. You have to go to Sedona. You have to go. To, and it's like, you don't, you don't actually have to do all those things. The likelihood of you going to a place for one time only, unless it's like an international trip, a really big trip is probably not that high. You might come back with somebody, especially if it's a business trip, you're probably going to come back with a significant other or a friend, or maybe even just by yourself, but for personal reasons later on, and you don't need to do all the things. I felt really pressured to do things like camelback. And I wrote on an Instagram post, how I felt 
so sick the morning that I woke up and I was supposed to do this hike that it felt so deflating because I built up this day, even though like it was me making the schedule and there was literally no reason to feel like I had disappointed anybody, but I did feel disappointed because I had such a, uh, a goal of doing this and more so people pressuring me or feeling like they're like, you need to do this version of the hike and it's going to be great. Blah, 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 blah. I realize now, and I keep having to remind myself when I'm on these trips that you, I do do whatever feels good to you that day, have some things scheduled in and then allow yourself flexibility to make decisions. One of the beautiful things about traveling alone is that you can make those decisions and you don't need to worry about what else, some, what somebody else wants to do. Um, which is really nice. If you've been on a trip with a bunch of people and you're like waiting for people to get somewhere, especially if you're on a trip, like a girl's trip, a bachelorette, you always seem like you're like, hurry up and waiting. Like you're hurry up to get ready. And then you have to wait for everybody else. That's not the case. When you travel alone, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. I would get up early, go drive around, see different spots. I like to adventure and kind of like see where the wind takes me while having a podcast on. And it was a really beautiful time. Thirdly, this might make me on point three or four. I'm not sure. Like save for it, save for it and budget for it and actually allocate money to this trip. Even if you don't have one in mind, start just squirreling away some funds every month so that when something does come up like this for me, which was in about three weeks time, you don't feel like you're putting pressure on your wallet or your bank in a significant way to actually make it happen. Life is so beautiful. And there's moments that you just can't plan for opportunities. You cannot plan for like this one. And I was really grateful that I had some reserves stored up, including WestJet dollars that I could actually make it work. So those are my quick recommendations. For those of you who've been wanting my Airbnb link, it is in the show notes. You can find it. It's also on my Instagram post when I posted about this likely, or maybe it's in my bio. I'm not sure where I've put it at this point because I'm talking about my future self, but it is there and you can see it and you can book it. And the hosts were amazing. I gave them, you know, 10 out of 10 in terms of a review. They were so, so wonderful and gracious. And I also loved the fact that I was, didn't have to encounter a lot of people because of COVID and travel and all that sort of stuff. I'm not even going to dive into travel stuff. If you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. You can slide into my DMs along with maybe a review of this episode. If you loved it, I'd love to hear it. But for now, let's get into our conversation. Christina Giroux, as I mentioned, is the owner of Power and Flow and Chief Motivation Officer there. She has developed an amazing community full of coaches who were so welcoming to me when I joined them for this weekend, this inspiring weekend. And I'm really excited about our discussion today and the fact that she said yes when I asked her to do this, especially when it was within like a few hours of probably her actually getting a good sleep after wrapping up the event. Without further ado, welcome Christina to the Yes You Can podcast. All right, Christina, well, welcome to the Yes You Can podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. We've had sort of precursors to it throughout this amazing weekend, and I feel very fortunate that you've said yes to this opportunity <laughs> and to this question, but this week for me is all about being is saying yes. So we are just coming off of an amazing weekend for Power and Flow, amazing mm-hmm. week, amazing time, um, but maybe let's start with you in your indoor cycling career and how you actually came to be an instructor mm-hmm. and then into creating this amazing community and studio that's power and flow. Mm. Um, 
Thanks again for having me. It's exciting and to say yes to things. I'm a big believer that you can say no to anything to kind of protect your energy. So I feel I feel great saying yes to this and I'm excited. Um, I started with indoor cycling purely as a, a crutch at first because I was an athlete and I had a knee injury that you know got me off the court. I played volleyball and many other sports, but volleyball was where... I, my passion lied and I got injured and I needed to find a, a source to get all the energy out still. Um, I lifted and then I, I got into cycling and rode for three years and just started counting those eight beats, you know, eight counts. Yeah. You're like, hang on a second. Like, Ooh, what's happening? <laughs> and, and three years into riding, I became an instructor and seven and a half years later, I am running my own business. It's amazing. (laughs) It's wild. I don't know who I think I am, but (laughs) somehow I made it happen. Somehow I made it happen. And what you've created is, is truly magical. I think anybody who's listening to this podcast episode already knows, but if they don't know, Power and Flow is the studio that prompted me to literally take my first flight in two years. Wow. That's amazing. To Arizona to fly in for this event. And what what I would love for you to talk about is the the meaning behind the name Power and Flow, because I think it speaks to kind of the community that you've created, the culture, the vibe, the the everything. Yeah. Um, I, from, from, again, a very young age, being an athlete, I was, you know, at the top of the the tier when it came to skill level and I was always getting awards and had state championships in high school and we were always on the winning team and whatnot. And I just was always, um, go, go, go. And I was pushed really hard by my coaches, by my parents to just be really good and to work Mm -hmm. really hard. And, um, as I grew into a young woman, like in my early twenties, I, I, was the same way, even with strength training, even with riding and spin, just always go, always go, always go, no rest, no recovery, go. Like that was my power. That mm-hmm. was my power that I could do anything. I was a go time girl. Nothing broke me. I could win at everything. Mm-hmm. Like I just was good at everything naturally. And when I got into teaching cycling full time, I took that same mentality into that, which also became what broke me in a way. I was teaching so many classes and I was not resting and I was not seeing my husband and I was not spending time with friends. I was all power and no flow, no balance, no nothing. And I got injured. I hurt my back. I My body was broken. I was stressed. And when that was taken away from me because I was working for another studio and that studio closed, I was, I was, it was, it was heartache. And I couldn't believe that something that I literally broke my back for mm-hmm. and broke my body for could just be ripped away from me. Mm-hmm. So when I decided to pursue building my own studio, I had to recognize, and I remember sitting with my husband and like, this is only going to work if you set a limit on how many classes you're going to teach. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you find that balance, if you find that flow. And so we created a business plan that made it so that I wasn't breaking my back, but I could still be very successful at this. So power is that 
that notion of you're unbreakable, you can, you can, you can do hard things, you can. And the flow piece is you can also stop and rest and say no and 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 recover and listen to your body where maybe you don't have to go so hard. That's also a win. Mm-hmm. It's also a win to be able to recognize that. So I've brought that notion into here and I think you said it beautifully in your story this weekend where you said you watched me teach my class and I had different levels, all different levels, yet we were all together. Mm -hmm. And that is power and flow. That's people who are so good at this and people who are just learning and somehow they, we meet Mm -hmm. and we're all here together. No judgment, just love, just support, just growth. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. And it's also very true as somebody who's been riding virtually for the last, I don't know, feels like forever, but probably mm-hmm. maybe six to 10 months, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. It, it felt like that watching all of the classes because there's a variety of instructors who bring their own unique strengths as well. And you can see the full room. You had a back injury. I tore my Achilles earlier this year, like five months ago. Hi. And... It finding that balance of always being the person who's successful, who is strong, who is the first to get on the court, the last to leave, stopping and being like, I need to protect this space so I can get back to that power. Um, It's been really, it feels like everybody's welcome here, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that the choreo is like wild. wild. We go ape. We go (laughs) ape in here. It's wild. In the best way. And so the second part of the power and flow question is, or maybe statement, comment, whatever, is I feel like that's also a great metaphor for the culture of instructors Mm -hmm. because there's this level of accountability of standards of strength of excellence. Excellence. Exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. And yet there's this flow where watching them kind of interact with riders and watching them be in the studio. These dance parties before this. (laughs) Them getting content. They obviously feel like a sense of autonomy and ownership of this space in their own way and not that they have to follow rules or that it could be like taking off the schedule, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. how there's some hierarchies in other studios right. that just, they, they end up squishing and squashing people mm-hmm. and really ripping away that confidence. Mm-hmm. And so this long winded question is, I remember when you were doing on instructor auditions and so many people were like, I want to move to Arizona for this opportunity. <gasps> no, they were messaging really? me about it, and I thought it was amazing. And you said that you were looking for people who were hungry, humble, and confident. Mm-hmm. I got that right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. <laughs> and so maybe t- like what? Maybe speak a bit on those qualities, because people who listen to this podcast are instructors, are aspiring instructors, and I completely agree with those three words. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... Mm. say it better about who would be a great instructor, but maybe talk about why. Yeah. Um, when I look for a great coach, I it's, it's very simple. And I think my team feels empowered because what I ask of them is very black and white. There isn't a lot, but what I do ask of them, I mean it. And I always like stand by that. I'm like, Hey, like it's, it's not happening. We have to get back to that level of excellence. Otherwise we're going to fall flat. And I stand by that because for six years, I taught 
taught in a manner that I thought was it. I was like, I'm great. I'm superior. Oh my gosh. And the pandemic hit and it was such a blessing for my growth because everything went online. Mm -hmm. So I got to see this level of excellence that I was like, I am no, I mean, it was a humble moment. I was like, wait, wait, Christina Giroux is not it. (laughs) She is not it. And I took to learning Mm -hmm. and I took to watching videos. Maybe that was a a athlete thing in me, like watching videos. I didn't have to take these classes. I was watching Angela and Ak and I was just following that. I got there on demand. I was watching other people, other local small studios and Mm -hmm. realized that one, I was hungry to learn. I was humble humble enough to realize like I was not doing things to the to my higher standard, to my highest ability. And I, I did not know a lot and it was so crazy. Um, and so I realized that those two things, because that time with the pandemic hitting, I was so hungry and humble enough to realize like I have to learn that I needed to find that in my team. Mm -hmm. I needed to find that in the people that were hired because how could I expect them to do it for me if I didn't tell them from from day one. You have to you have to be able to do this. You mm-hmm. have to be constantly learning. You have to be able to take um, feedback and apply it immediately, and be okay with failing and get back up and let's try again. You have to be okay with teaching to one person, mm-hmm. one person. You have to be okay with us canceling classes because no one shows up. It's not a reflection on you, mm-hmm. right? And so. Um, it's really important that I lived through that so I knew I could ask that of them. Yeah. And I could stand in that. I could stand in it. That is a very athletic mindset. I am I like getting feedback and immediately applying it mm-hmm. on the court mm-hmm. after a timeout. Were you a volleyball player? I was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Me too. But I was middle blocker. I was so little, but I had hops. Yeah. I was like, I'm the opposite. It's super tall, yeah. no vertical. Yeah. <laughs> right side, left side. Right side center. Yeah. Oh, so, center. Nice. Yeah. I would just give a little hop for the block. Um <laughs> but yeah, and and I I love coaching former athletes because they get that and it doesn't allow them like taking the feedback, taking the constructive criticism, whatever you want to call it, doesn't shake the underlying confidence either that I can still do this. I think some instructors, and I'm curious about your thoughts on this, come to the podium and something about being up here like breaks them in Mm -hmm. a way that they feel like they cannot recover Mm -hmm. and they cannot move forward with it. What they thought was their dream. Right. Yep. Have you seen that happen? 100%. Um, 100%. And and throughout this learning process of, of building this business and being a business owner and training and hiring and, you start to learn really quick that there are some things that you just can't see until they're on the bike. And you're like, wow, that's not mm-hmm. that's not what I thought it was going to be. And um, you have to make some tough decisions at that point. And there are some times where it's hard because I truly am a believer because in my own story, this was the case where you get better at something when you're doing it. And cycling is one of those things. Mm-hmm. We really do get better the more we do it. And so you, I've had to try and figure out, well, how long do I hang on? How long do I hang on to it? And I had to tell myself that, one, follow your gut, and two, like you either have it or you don't. And my my job 
my husband put me on this and I, I will always hold on to it. And I'm so grateful that he said it in this manner. He said, whoever you decide to train to hopefully make it to the big bike in at power and flow, and let's say they don't make it, whoever you decide to touch with your coaching and training, they should be able to teach anywhere, mm-hmm. even if it's not at power and flow. And that's exactly what I go into with every training group. I'm like, okay, whether you make it on the stage or not, if if you don't make it here, I want you to be able to go next door and say, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I want you to rock their socks yeah. off. I just, I just, so that's what I go into it uh, with, but it's Faith. Faith is a great example. She was a um, athlete gymnastics and she was one that I said a hard no to. And she said, well, what do I need to do? And I she did that. it. Oh, she she was here. She bought a 10 pack. She was in the front row. She was studying me. She was learning yeah. me. She still does it. She still does it. I don't know if she realizes <laughs> it, but like she, I can see the way she like looks at me when she rides mm-hmm. and she's just studying and I see her and I'm like, oh, soak it up. It's so cool. And I think that's really great advice for anybody who does face some sort of rejection. Like I had... I always talk about I had two failed spin auditions. One was kind of a yes, but the training group was canceled, yada, yada, Mm, whatever. You know, dream lost. It was a heartbreak after like nine years. And as as somebody who had a lot of things come easy, it was frustrating. And it also fueled my fire Mm -hmm. to like get this thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can do every other thing. Why can't I do this? But having that ability or that characteristic of being um, like of humility and being like, okay, what do I need to do? It's not about ego. It's not about, well, if I'm not there, if I'm not getting the best time slots, then I'm not going to do it because it is a grind. And me sitting here with, with my spin journey, it didn't come easy. Mm -hmm. And you opening up a studio and during a pandemic, (laughs) I'm sure it was not easy building (laughs) this community. And speaking of the community, I mean, I was not the only person to fly in this weekend to take in what was the army (laughs) experience. I had already been thinking about doing it just to see you in person and study you and study the space. But then Angela Davis. (laughs) When the worlds collide, perfect divine timing. It was. And so just focusing on the community for a second, like, Switching into virtual platform was probably not easy to figure out as an instructor, as a studio owner, the tech, all of that sort of stuff. How did you see your community sort of grow? And like, what was the coolest thing about that? The the cool, it, it started from my garage with YouTube, you know, pure accident, right? Like I actually was teaching strength training classes as well as cycling classes for two other studios while I was building Power and Flow. And um, when everything shut down, I got one of the bikes and put it in my garage and painted my wall and put a decal up. And I still see those videos. I still people, see people still posting. taking them. And I'm like, what is this madness? It's trash. <laughs> they love it. I, it's, it's the ultimate glow up. It's so humbling. It's wild. Um, I'm like, there's better content out there. There's hundreds of rides. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many. There's so much content. But I love it. Um, and it, I'm I'm one of those people that if I see it, I've said I've said this before. My husband again, he's so great. Like, think about world like when people break world records, like mm-hmm. a like a, a, tra- a track star, right? Like one person breaks it, and then the next year someone else breaks it. And you're like, how can someone get faster? Like it's mind blowing. And for me, I just have to see it. I just have to see a win or something, and then I know it's possible. Again, that might be the athlete mindset. Mm-hmm. 
But the moment I started to gain traction on my YouTube videos and I was going on Instagram live and doing just strength training and I would just like be me, just dance and have a great time and chat with people. And the moment I started to see traction, I was just like, I'm good at this. Mm -hmm. Let's keep connecting with people. Like, it's cool. Like, let's just see what happens. And I got, I got in like, I got in the pocket as Angela would say, like I got in this groove and I would tell my family, don't come in the garage if you hear music, I'm going. And I just slowly started to see this community build online. And that, that was the moment that I said, if I can do this without even being in front of people, wait until they see me in real life. Mm -hmm. So I had so much confidence. I mean, I was scared. I was not ready. You're never going to be ready when your dream is this big, I guess. But I had so much confidence when Power and Flow finally opened, um, despite me not hitting any of my goals that I thought I would hit before she opened. I'll share that with you if you want. But (laughs) I still had so much confidence that I could deliver something that wasn't being delivered. Mm -hmm. And just no one was doing it this way. And it was, it was, it was the garage days. It was the garage days where I knew if I can build a community online with people from Singapore, Australia was massive. Hey, Australia. <laughs> Australia was massive during the pandemic because yeah. they were just on full lockdown. Yes. I mean, they had like still a, kind of are. Yeah, they had like yeah. an hour a day. They could just get outside and just breathe fresh air and run yeah. errands. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So when I when I when I reached um when I reached oh Paige from Singapore, oh my God, when I reached Paige out there and that's that's the confidence boost that I needed. And it kept mm-hmm. me going. It kept me going. And so coming into this space and just opening up my heart to what it could be, I thought that I would get all these like followers from like old, I taught at so many gyms here. So talk about like getting rejection. Like I taught at gyms and they just didn't work out mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I'm like, I I'm kind of good at this. Why are you saying no? Am I me? I don't know what's happening. It was very interesting yeah. how that worked out, but obviously it all it, it it's planned itself out in the way that it needed to, but I thought I would get all these like followers. No. Like my community now is full probably of like 80% of people that are brand new to me. Wow. That are now family. Yeah. You know? And I was just like this is crazy. And I I don't know if I heard it on a quote, I heard it somewhere, but I'm a true believer that they were waiting for me and I was mm-hmm. waiting for them. So they were, and they're all live, they all live here. And I'm like, I've yeah. been in the Valley teaching for seven and a half years. Where have you been? And they're like, I don't know, five seconds from every gym. Literally people were like, I was like five seconds from every gym you taught at. And, um, this is when we landed together. And, and I think that's divine timing in itself that they were waiting for me and I was waiting for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. There was the second ride I did, which was yesterday. There was a rider beside me, and she immediately introduced herself to me. Name escapes me completely, but she's a makeup artist, and she's like, I've been riding with Christina for seven years. (laughs) It was like such a beautiful kind of... I wouldn't even say like a flex, but just like a (laughs) context building, right? And she immediately told me the story about how she was like... I've been riding with her at all these different studios and she's always been amazing, but she's not on another level here. And this was in like a 60 second loud music conversation between two bikes. It was really cool because despite the fact that, and I feel that same, you know, 
the glow up where all of a sudden I'm connecting with people around the world who are taking my courses, Australia, Singapore, wild. Netherlands. It's, it's so wild. Mm-hmm. And then my local community, it's, it's a bit of a different story. And I'm like, this, where are you? Where are you? I'm come, next door. Yeah, come yeah. to my rides. But you can have both. And I think your global reach, I mean, we spoke about this off when we weren't recording, but you are in such a magical time right now. And I think Mm. the world can see it. Mm. Like I truly feel like every person I speak to, when I said I was going to Arizona, they immediately asked if I was coming here. (laughs) I love it. Not for, not for a vacation, relaxation. (laughs) I love that. They know me. They know my, my work ethic ethic and how hungry I am to learn to study film basically. Um, And so let's talk about the army experience because I was watching that from afar when Army, obviously co-founded by Angela Manuel Davis, mm-hmm. who is an icon mm-hmm. for everybody. For mm-hmm. me as a motivational, quote-unquote, instructor, for sure. Absolutely. And they announced they're doing pop-ups, and I saw you and then your entire community sort of rally around you to say, come to Power and Flow. Insane. Can you tell me about how that came to fruition and why that was so important to you? I I... I've always believed, I actually learned this many, many, many years ago when my father passed away and um, I held on to a lot of hurt and pain from that and didn't talk to anyone and I gained a ton of weight. I had crazy cystic acne. I like lost my hair. I had a bald spot in my hair. I had like a comb over. Like I was doing, yeah. it was crazy back then. And um, there was a moment when I met someone and I just like spilled like all the hurt and pain that I was like going through and immediately felt like lifted, felt mm-hmm. light. And she's like, oh, well, I also, and I'm like, you too. I, for some reason, thought I was alone and yeah. all the things that happen when you lose someone unexpectedly, especially a parent. And so that moment now, 14 years ago or whatnot, was the catalyst that told me I need to speak to my people. I need mm-hmm. to share my story. I need to let them know that I'm human. I so when fast forward when Power and Flow open I'm 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 I'm, op- I'm an open book. I will tell them like how's your day? My day's okay. Like but this is always the best part of it. So let's mm-hmm. let's go. Let's see what yeah. bubbles up to the surface. So I'm very transparent and one thing I always lay into them is that we cannot do this alone and we should not. And Angela said it perfectly and many people have if your dream is you know, at a point where you can do it yourself, it's not big enough. Mm. I cannot, I cannot continue to, to, to run power and flow on my own. So when Angela and and the army team did that, my first thing was to reply Mm -hmm. as the studio page and as Christina. And then I went on to my stories and I said to them, this would be an absolute Mm -hmm. dream to have the army team at power and flow. Will you please go comment Mm-hmm. on their thing. Will you please just anything, not even knowing what would happen. And they went apeshit. Like they, they went crazy. And I was so grateful. I got screenshots and I did it and they replied. I hope they reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And the comments. And I was just floored. Like, this is my, these are my people. Mm-hmm. This is my community. Yeah. My on-demand folks from Singapore, Australia, everywhere yeah. were doing it. And I was just floored. And I, I draw it all back to that that moment of pain when my father passed and holding all of that in and what it did to me and how like gross I was and felt and I like mm-hmm. didn't get out of bed for a month. Like I was rock bottom. 
And when I finally lifted it off my chest, I realized I need to just speak up mm-hmm. and ask for what I want. And that's that's what yielded this moment. That's so beautiful. Like truly is very beautiful. I think, I mean, as somebody who's, everybody who's on, listens to my podcast know I lost my mom seven mm. years ago very suddenly as well mm. um, to mental illness. And coming out of that grief, you feel silenced in a way because grief is something that connects certain people, but mm-hmm. also d- disconnects others because yeah. they can't. You feel like rec- a burden. Right. Mm-hmm. And they can't recognize your pain mm-hmm. and they don't want to be there with you because it's too dark and mm-hmm. it's too hard and they don't, don't want to think about death and absolutely. don't want to see themselves in it yet. Yeah. But it's also this permission to live bigger. I think once you get to a certain point in your grief stage where yeah. you're like, I know that my mortality is inevitable and mm-hmm. that life is a beautiful gift and I've seen how quickly it can be snuffed mm-hmm. out and somebody who loved me like I want to live on behalf of them I want to dream bigger I want to mm-hmm. like shine like go into my potential and truly live it mm-hmm. um and storytelling and doing that like beautiful motivation that Angela does that you do that I hope I do in my classes is letting people see themselves in what you're saying and giving them an experience where they feel really seen and heard and all of that sort of stuff. Angela said it yesterday, intimacy, into me, you see. Yes. So when you start to share those stories, people see themselves in you. Mm -hmm. And that's that, in my opinion, is is one of the biggest things that differentiates an instructor from a coach. Mm -hmm. And Angela and I spoke about this at lunch yesterday about you know, how within army, they define themselves as coaches for a reason. Like, and I thought it was so beautiful to separate what an instructor can do in her, in her opinion, within her business versus a coach. And it was so similar to how I feel that what power and flow is doing and that you're always going to find a motivational piece in every class Mm -hmm. weaved throughout the class because we're so much more than an eight count we're so much more than choreography. And I've seen your videos online with the speech and the talking and the motivation. That's a coach. Mm-hmm. That's not an instructor, right? Like you're, as Angela would say, you're you're trying to reach into the depths of someone and pull out their greatness. And instructors do that or don't yeah. do that. Coaches do that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. um, you're, you're so much more than someone who just counts eight counts. Thank and, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's, it's a really beautiful way of like taking this, your life experiences. I know a lot of instructors, coaches, motivators, you know, whatever the name, the name they define themselves as feel this, like, how do I, how do I take my experience and and make sure it's not burdening people in the Mm -hmm. class? And I'm like, you know, you can be honest about where you're at and what your day is like, but try and motivate from a place where there is, even when Angela was telling us her story about her son on the weekend, um, she was sharing a story about her son playing high-level soccer and some struggles with that. Mm-hmm. But it had this sort of ending with a motivational piece that we could grab onto. Yep. And so I talk a lot about <clears throat> motivating from a place where it's more of a scar than a wound. Absolutely. Um because it still keeps the focus on everybody in the room and their own experiences. Now, the Army experience this weekend was wild and (laughs) was amazing. And there was a moment where 
this song came on because one of your beautiful writers who I actually never met in person, but I know he (gasps) writes. You did meet Carter? (laughs) I think he took a photo for us, but I didn't introduce Uh myself to him. But he reached out to Angela and asked her to play a song or shared that this one song, Super Bloom, um, is meaningful for you. And I wondered if you could share maybe the meaning behind it or what it means to you. Ah, Super Bloom. It's one of those beautiful moments where that song, you know, I found it in this past year. Um, It wasn't like a song that I've had forever and ever and ever. Um, And the lyrics are just so incredibly beautiful about just being resilient and finding a fire in your soul and patting yourself on the back. You know, I deserve congratulations because I came out the other side. Mm. It's the true, I mean, it's, it's, you can do hard things in music form in in a song. And there just was a point where I played it and I, I, I think I just started crying on the bike and I was giving a message and it just hit and it's always stuck from the moment I played it because that was it. You know, I opened up this business during a pandemic. I gave up my life and and really, you know, comfortable things to go work for a studio that, you know, took everything from me and then mm-hmm. left, you know, with a four day notice and closed us down. And I just was such, such in pain from that. But instead of breaking down, I came out the other side with something even greater that I didn't even know existed or that I even really felt like I deserved. It was so crazy. Mm. And Super Bloom is just the ultimate expression for me in music form of that bloom, like blooming mm. and the constant bloom and the shedding of the 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 leaves and the petals that start to shrivel up and die out, but they always rebloom. They come back, mm. right? Like it, it's it's like the dandelion effect where you blow. I mean, there's going to be a million yeah. of them once yeah. you blow them around. Um, so I love Super Bloom and that moment. I think is a true if you know you know moment. If you are part of the Power and Flow community, wherever you are, they're going to see that clip and people are going to be like, "Holy cow, Angela played Super Bloom!" Because it's yeah. just that. It's always been that for me. So. That was a moment, um, and they did a very good job keeping that from me. <laughs> I did not know that was coming as I cry. It was wild, yeah. It was I was so great. curious about the logistics behind that. So I was like, I'm like, did they discuss the I'm like, before? how did you? I mean, I know. I was I like, I can't wait again to like digest it and um, have like this one-on-one with him because I just picture, like I know what my DMs look like. I'm yes. sure yours are wild, yeah. and I'm just like... I know he was like in that like hidden folder DM and somehow she saw, I don't even know. I'm like, however you got that to her, it was divine. It was, it was divine. It was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be. So yeah, that was a moment. It was a beautiful moment. It was a really beautiful moment. We all have songs that do that. What's yours? Um, I have a few, but Roar by Katy Perry is one. I have a great remix. I'll email you. (laughs) Sent it to me. Yeah. It was it was my mom's favorite song. I got the eye of the tiger. Yes. Yeah, I have an incredible Mm, I got an incredible remix. Divine. I hope you love it. I I love it. It's got the it's got a bridge. Oh the bridge is fire. (laughs) Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, that was that was my mom's favorite song. And she had a tattoo that said, uh, mm. be brave. And it mm. was obviously to give her a lot of strength. And I got a matching tattoo after she passed away. And I love that. it's a lot. Where is it? 
it's on my side cool. here. I love it. And then I have a tattoo here that says, I love you so much, XOXO mom. And it's just so I can like see it and re- kind of be reminded it's in her writing. Oh. And so that song, that will, if I hear that, it's, I feel like it's often, it's not played very often anymore, right? No. People don't play it. And, and now you're about to get a bomb remix. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when I hear it, I'm like, this is being sent to me. And when I play it, I can almost not even like speak, speak or they lead can feel it, it but everybody in the room knows what it means and I usually play it on like really meaningful rides um Paradiso is another one where mm. when I play that for the crew it's it's a lot of shedding and it's a lot of visualization and there's no lyrics to it but people seem to really see themselves in the message of feeling weightless feeling loved like shedding limiting beliefs and loneliness and disconnection and all the stuff that we walked into the room with Mm -hmm. that we don't need to carry with us anymore yeah so there's always going to be songs like that but watching super blue (laughs) watching you almost brought me to tears because (laughs) i felt so grateful to be a part of this experience i'd love to know what's what like if you if you can share some parts of your future with Power and Flow or what you envision or what you hope for, like, what do you... I mean, it's not going to be a secret much longer, but um, expanding Power and Flow from just cycling to strength is happening. Mm. Um, we're literally breaking ground. Um, I'm taking the space next door. And so... Amazing. And like... On, like, on like two weeks, we start a little bit of construction to get that ready. So good. So good. <laughs> so, um, hence like New York. I'm like, babe, we have to go. We have to go on vacation. I'm, we're not going to have any time. Right. So um, strength training has always been part of the business plan at the flow part, like the recovery. So strength training and mobility. Mm. I function with a really well-rounded um, fitness plan, I guess you could say. So cardio and strength, and I do not recover. And so putting that as part of my business, so I'm forced <laughs> to do it, yeah. was a must. That yeah. was like three bullet points, mobility. So so I'll be adding in strength and mobility, and that's more than likely going to go live um, January, January of 2022. Um, multiple locations is very scary for me, but I at least felt like I wanted at least a second location. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I I need to find support. Right. You know, I'm at a point where I, I'm very much realizing there's a lot happening. And um, I don't know if I want to do the investor thing. We're self-owned. We're self-funded. And mm-hmm. I love I love just having it be mine because I can do anything. So I don't mean support as far as, you know, VCs or anything like that. I just mean finding the people. And I do think I found multiple within my team already that can support this and can take on bigger roles Mm -hmm. so that I can do the one thing that I can do. Right. Right. Like there's, there's certain things within the business that only I am able to do Mm -hmm. and emailings and Instagram, all that can be pushed off to someone. So, so it's starting to think much bigger now that, Stuff's hitting the not really hitting the fan, but you're just like holy cow! I'm 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 expanding, I'm exploding, yes. and everything's overflowing. And I'm literally, you guys, I'm talking to her, and I'm trying to multitask. <laughs> I'm literally like looking at my phone, making sure things happen because I do not have anyone else doing it right now, and that needs to change. It yeah, needs to change. That's exciting. Sy- systems that will help you scale. Right? Help me scale. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There's there's this. Uh, I'm not in any way in the same. Uh, realm of of growth, but I'm at a point where I'm like, 
I should not be doing the things for my business that somebody who's paid, you know, X amount who can knows do, how to do it really well. Well, I should be doing this over here. And so it's that CEO, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of the minutia, mm-hmm. but it can be really hard when it's something that you've built with your yeah. own two hands. And you really want it to be, for me, the, the hardest thing to think about giving up is the social media aspect because we talked about it before going live. Um, I love working in the moment. Like mm-hmm. I love just giving my ooey gooey messages um, when it's when it's there when it bubbles up to the surface and I can't really plan it. Um, and I and I when I mean it when I say I love you like I mm-hmm. mean it. And so I always wanted to feel like my voice. And that's the hard thing about thinking about um, giving it out, giving it away. Right. So I don't know how to do that. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. You guys yeah. can't see my face, but I'm like, I don't, I, don't, do it. I don't want to do it, but I, that it has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen. So yeah, there's, there's some, there's some flow in there, right? There's yeah. some release. You got to let go. Release. Have to trust. Yeah. And finding somebody who can be your voice, kind of amplify it even, totally. and then still allow you to, to pop in and, and have that, that connection that's allow you to grow to this mm-hmm. to this level that you're currently at, but mm-hmm. also allow you to even grow even bigger. Yeah. I cannot wait to see it all happen. As mm. I've said this entire weekend, I'm just like staring at you. <laughs> like I'm just like, this is such a cool time. And yeah. I know in a year from now, I'm gonna look back and be like, I can't believe how much <laughs> has changed for Power and yeah. Flow, for Christina in general in the last year, just because it's it's already been that way for the past for the since first been, year, yeah. yeah, for the first year exactly. And your instructors, your phenomenal instructors, who I've gotten to know this weekend and so through DMs and all that. Is there anything you want to add, whether it be about inviting people to to join the virtual platform, anything of how people can connect with you, oh. get to know you and your your instructors and your community? Yeah, I mean, if if you are wherever you're at, the virtual platform is such a beautiful way to see me in my rawest and highest form and to see our team in our rawest and highest form. And it's so funny when I think about what the videos look like in the beginning to what they, what you see now and with the virtual platform, which is joinpowerandflow.com, you can get all these videos from like day one and Carter is a great one, right? To see him in the corner and watch him, but to see the growth that these people have and to recognize that like you can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I love the on-demand platform. Um, of course, we'll be adding a whole bunch to it with strength coming. So that's beautiful. Instagram is always a really great way to get a hold of us as well. And then nothing, nothing beats coming out here in real life. Mm-hmm. Save, plan a trip, come out. But also know that I will come to you. So I will. I will. I'll never say no to it. It's. I'll never say no to a collaboration. So whether you are in the same studio as Hannah or you're listening to this and you're in another studio in some other part of the world, I'll come to you. It just You just have to ask and yeah. we can make it happen. Closed mouths don't get fed. Closed mouths. Oh, my favorite <laughs> quote of all time. I just love it. It's so true. That What's was the worst. You can it, say no. I was like, that was me asking Christine if she had time to do this after a full weekend. And I try to like push it off later. And she's like, I can't do later. Can you do it earlier? And I'm just like, get me coffee. <laughs> I'm like, I will show up with a large coffee. Yeah. Um, but it is true for anybody who's who's waiting for that permission. A lot of the messages that I heard from Angela that resonated with me 
were about playing bigger, about stepping into your potential. Things I say in my rides, but don't always like embody. Like, right, right. It's so easy to say you can, you can, you can, or, or, or I don't know. Like for me, my biggest thing is like, you know, showing up when you don't want to. And yes, like I'll show up on the days that are really hard, but you're like, I really would love to just be laying in bed right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. really would love to. Um, and it's easy to have those messages become kind of um, like like a real like like yeah. a Rolodex of just messages you're yes. used to giving. Yeah. So it's good to hear them with so much passion. She mm-hmm. gave them with so much passion, and her intertwining it with her personal stories about her son living in you know just crazy mm-hmm. is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, and yeah, I, I felt that too. Where so much of it is what I say, but to get it from the perspective of a student, yes, wild. Yeah, I I think when you hear it from somebody you look up to, you get a peak or a small small piece of the experience that you are giving to other people. Absolutely. And people, almost affirmation that right. you're on the right track. Exactly. Yeah. One of the messages she shared was you said yes, whatever you're looking for was here today. And you said yes, and you trust in you. And Without like, even me, knowing <laughs> faith. We we didn't know what to expect. I was like, me booking this flight before I had booked the class the class right it's like wild i was like i just trust that i'm going to get in my heart was going about a million miles a minute when i was actually booking the bike it's like it's already been reserved it's already been reserved. i was just like stop i was oh. they were flying and for good reason um well i would invite anybody who's listening who doesn't already follow christine and power and flow to become a part of their community to study up i think as i've already mentioned all over my social media in terms of of a coach, you are a true master. And it mm-hmm. is like watching a masterclass anytime I take class with you, that I'm in class with you. I see your like executive room leadership where people mm-hmm. are completely together. And that's something I teach in my course is trying to get that room together. Because once you have that room together, then you can build and do all the wild stuff. Yeah. But per- first they need to feel like a team. Yeah. And so I just, I'm so grateful again for you to, for sharing this experience with me this weekend, being so open, like opening your doors and your powerful community to me. And that's it. If there's anything else you want to share, like let the people have it. Otherwise. No, this is epic. It's beautiful. I think we have the makings for another podcast episode. So we'll leave it at that. But thank you. Thank you for, for choosing me. I mean, you could have picked anyone else. And so I, I'm grateful to be a part of this. So thanks. Thank you. Okay, guys, we will see you on the next episode.